All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with our expert, Walt Sokira. Walt is the managing partner of the AKW Group here with offices in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. They invest their clients' money in individual design portfolios of individually owned stocks. So they are in there every single day looking at the market, helping their clients plan for the future, and hopefully make some money too. So if you have any questions about, about the market, about how the AKW Group works with its clients, you can give us a call anytime this half hour, 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron, toll free at 800 800- 669-4100, and you can uh, talk to Walt about the questions and things that you have on your mind. Well, Walt, once again, a market that it seems very choppy at the beginning of the week, recovers at the end of the week and uh, sets more records, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day on Friday, have we really gained any ground? Have we really made any money in this uh, up and down a couple of weeks? Bob, we have. Uh, you know, we continue to see this market push forward, as you said, and, and we're reaching new highs, and I know in a lot of our client portfolios, we're seeing new highs uh, in, in a lot of the accounts that we manage. So, uh, you know, the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week was up 273 points, up 0.8%. Uh, that index is at 15% year-to-date. And again, Bob, as we said, those are those types of returns are not the historical average. You know, 15% returns in a year is a very, very strong return for the stock market. Uh, the S&P 500 for the week was up 41 points, another 0.9%. Year-to-date, we're at 18.1%. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 163 points, up another 1.1%. And again, very close to the Dow Jones, we're at 15.1% on the NASDAQ. And the Russell 2000, those small mid-cap stocks came back uh, up 1% for the week and currently sit year-to-date at 13.8%. Um, so, Bob, again, we, we see a lot of, um, you know, good news as far as companies reporting. Um, we see some fairly good economic news still coming out. Um, there's concerns, you know, out there about the Delta variant and, you know, the possible uh, impacts of what that might be, uh, you know, as we go forward. But overall, just, just a lot of good news, and the market is definitely reflecting the good news. Well, here so far, we're in August. We're starting the month out. We're still looking at a lot of the uh, second quarter earnings reports yet to come. The majority of the uh, S&P 500 companies have not yet released their reports. What you've seen so far, though, have those reports been positive? Well, they have. You know, I mean, we have 87% of the S&P 500 companies reporting. Um, overall, the reports have been extremely positive. Um, and, and that really is a trend we expected uh, coming into the quarter. And 
uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of companies say that, you know, they're cautioning a little bit as, as they're looking out uh, into the next few quarters and going into next year, the, the companies that are, you know, giving some forward statements. A lot of companies stopped doing that, Bob. But again, that's the concern. You know, it's uh, we know this earnings growth uh, to justify where we're at in this market. We're going to need to see, you know, continued growth and for the next couple quarters and, and going into next year. So, uh, we'll have to pay attention to the data as we go forward. Now, these uh, future results, uh, will they have to be as uh, dramatic as the results we're getting now to justify these uh, high prices for the stocks? Well, they have to be as dramatic, but they have to be strong. And, you know, I think that's that's the key. You know, we, we know that we're coming off of some pretty easy comparisons. You know, when you think of this three months right now uh, through the end of June, which a lot of companies are reporting, they're comparing to the three months of last year when really we were in a pretty big, you know, economic shutdown. So these numbers should look very, very impressive. And in in most cases they are. Uh, The next quarter will be a little tougher comparison. The quarter after that will be a little tougher. And when we get into next year, the, you know, the, the earnings reports will be much more difficult in comparison. So, you know, when you think of our GDP growing at, uh, you know, 6% 6% right now, Bob, again, that's pretty high on historical average. And, you know, the companies that we follow, we're looking for results appropriate for the type of growth we expect. So uh, each each individual company has a different expectation, and we have to pay attention to uh, the results that each company puts up. We had a very good report in the jobs market last week. Uh, non-farm payrolls increasing 943,000 in July, beating the estimated 870,000 that was uh, put out there. And this this seems to be very, very good. What is the significance of this report to you? Well, Bob, I think it's it shows that you know the economy continues to recover. When you think of the Federal Reserve, which has been really the the main stimulant to this market, you know the Federal Reserve with their monetary policy. Uh, their their you know mandate is really for that full employment you know they they that's one of the goals that they're after so when they see strong employment numbers that might give them a clue that hey you know some of their work may be done you know maybe they these bond purchases that they've been doing or the low interest rates that they've been maintaining in the economy maybe they can start to shift policy a little bit because again we're still worrying about inflation a little bit Evaluations are high, Bob. I mean, by any measure that we look at, uh, the one that I look at, you know, periodically is the Buffett indicator, you know, which looks at the U.S. stock market valuation, the value of the whole U.S. stock market versus GDP. Uh, the U.S. stock market right now is at about fifty point fifty four point six trillion dollars. Our GDP is estimated around twenty three trillion. Um, that's a two hundred and thirty seven percent. If if you take the you know, the valuation of the stock market divided by the GDP, that's at 237%. By any measure, that's at a historic high. Um, you can look at other measures like forward PEs. And, you know, so again, we know we need to continue to see, you know, the economy recover and companies put up good numbers to justify uh, the valuations that we currently have. So when you talk about uh, the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell, it's sort of like when you're on a road trip. Uh, the question is, uh, are we there yet? Have we have we recovered? Do you think that it is time now for the Fed to change their course on on the bonds, uh, the bond rates, or, or their low rate posture so far? Do you think it's time to make those changes, or would you rather see them wait uh, just a little more? 
Well, I think the market would love to see them wait longer, but I think, Bob, we're going to see the Jackson Hole meeting that they have coming up here in September is always the big annual meeting of the Federal Reserve, you know, the board chairmen, and, and they'll get together and they'll talk about, you know, the monetary policy. And I think we're going to see some language start to come out about, you know, tapering a little bit, maybe some of the bond purchases, uh, you know, interest rates uh, definitely probably go higher over the course of time, but I think that policy has to start to shift to battle some of the inflationary pressures that we see. So do you think this inflation is really transitory, as they say, or do you think it could become a a permanent uh, fixture unless they do something? Well, Bob, I think some of it's here to stay, and and a lot of it is just because of pure definition. You know, a lot of people don't understand inflation. I, I think the amount of the monetary supply that's come in, you know, if you look at we've inflated, the Fed has inflated the monetary supply, the amount of money in the system, by over 30% since February of last year. So, you know, I heard a simple simple example, and I think this is a good example for listeners, Bob, just to get a feel. Like, if you had an economy that had $10 in it, and you had 10 apples as products, you would basically have $1 for every apple. If you inflate the money supply and say you take it up to $13 and you still have the 10 apples, what you have is a dollar thirty chasing those ten apples. You just have more money chasing the, you know, what's available in the economy. Now, what happened with the supply chain is, you know, take away five apples. So, if you take away five apples, all of a sudden you have two dollars and sixty cents chasing each apple. So, I think it's a pretty simple example. The supply chain will come back. You know, products and services will be brought back online. But I think the fact that we've inflated the monetary supply so much, there's going to be some inflation that sticks, and that's just the reality of where we're at. Now, the other issue that people are watching is, of course, the government spending. Uh, Government spending, we have a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. It looks like it's going to be passed. They're talking about adding up to another $3.5 trillion and other programs that the administration is recommending to keep the economy going and uh, to bring us into a competitive stance with the rest of the world. What's going to happen with that? that, How much of an impact is that going to have on uh, on the economy and the market? Well, Bob, I think that's going to have a huge impact over time. Um, you know, again, this is kind of like we're playing a baseball game and we're in the sixth innings. The rules haven't changed yet, you know, but the rules may change. I mean, if we got to the seventh inning and I told you, hey, a home run is only going to account for, you know, a half of a run or a home run may count as two runs, you know, and I change the rules of the game, that's going to change the way the game feels and the way it's played. And that's kind of what we have with the economy. If the government, you know, goes to these massive spending, you know, programs, it's going to change things because taxes have to go up. It's going to change the rules. Right now, the rules haven't been changed, you know, so I don't think you know, investors have to panic. But at the same time, we have to keep, uh, you know, track of, of the rules that change and how it impacts investors and the economy and, you know, incomes and all the things that matter, you know, as we think about the future. Well, we're talking about uh, the money and talking about how you invested with the AKW Group and talking with Walt Sukira, who is the managing partner of that company here in both Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Time to open up our phones now for Stock Talk. If you have any questions of your own about particular stocks that you are looking at, that you've liked, that you maybe you own or thinking of it's time to buy or sell or just other issues in the market that you'd like to find out what Walt thinks about it, Give us a call, 330-673-1234, across Greater Akron. If you're listening online out of Washington, Pennsylvania, call us toll-free at 800-669-4100, 330-673-1234, or 
669-4100 to talk to Walt and uh, find out what he thinks about, about your thoughts on the market, in particular stocks. Uh, looking at your own stocks that you hold in your in your portfolios, in your Empowering Women portfolio, you hold General Motors there, who uh, put up a, a good earnings results for the last quarter, but then they were very kind of a downer when they looked forward to the rest of the year for General Motors. What, what's happening over there? Well, Bob, we saw some great numbers. We saw revenues up over 100%. We had $34 billion over $16.8 billion a year prior, and earnings growth at $1.97 a share versus a negative number last year. So, you know, really strong results. But, again, this is a company that did talk about, you know, the, the fact that inventories are, are very low. They're having trouble getting, uh, you know, the facilities up and running. The chip shortages have definitely impacted uh, inventories. And, uh, so they're going to be impacted for the next couple quarters over over sales and, and the potential. Uh, a lot of competition for new cars out there. There's not as many on the lot as people are used to seeing. So, uh, you know, but again, as we look at the future, we know GM has a really great lineup of, of products, um, you know, some great brands. They, they have uh, really improved their qualities overall. They're spending $35 billion in the new electric and auto, you know, autonomous vehicle strategies. And uh, if you look at, listen to the Biden administration and kind of where the green energy is going, you know, they're talking about 40 to 50 percent of new autos uh, by 2030 being electric. So, you know, GM has the financial ability to, to partake and participate in these growth strategies. And, you know, overall, I think we, we like the stock over the next three to five years. The next couple quarters may be tough, but uh, as an investor, we continue to like the story. Some 60 years ago, the head of GM said what was good for GM was good for the country. Do you think that still holds true today? I, I think it is, Bob. I mean, when you think about the importance of automobiles, and especially with COVID and the pandemic, you know, I think a lot of people w- want to travel safe. And uh, we, we see, a, you know, kind of the importance of that purchase in household still. It's still one of the major purchases that any household makes. And uh, the amount of employment and, you know, the amount of GDP that automotives contribute, um, I think that's still very, very true. Now, Paycom, you know, holding in your small mid-cap portfolio, they also reported strong earnings and a price that went up 16% for the week. Tell us about Paycom and if you are still very bullish on that stock as you're looking forward to the rest of the year. Yeah, Bob, this is one in our small mid-cap portfolio, and Paycom is they really participate in what we call human capital management. Um, this is a cloud-based company. Uh, they work with a lot of small and mid-sized companies, over 30,900 companies that they serve. And when you think of the solutions they provide, you know, the, the software that helps track, you know, talent acquisition, onboarding clients, um, background checks, uh, time and labor management, scheduling, attendance, uh, payroll, uh, you know, things like uh, complying with government regulations and so forth, benefit packages, uh, health care packages. They provide the suite of software that does all these things. Uh, you know, their earnings were very, very impressive, you know, with, with the jobs report showing growth and a lot of smaller, mid-sized companies coming back online and moving forward. Uh, revenue growth was up 33% for the quarter. Earnings growth was up 56%. The stock shot up for the week. And uh, again, this is a stock that has a lot of financial power, and we still think fair, fairly good attractive valuation as we go forward. It's been a holding in that small ca- cap portfolio for a while, and uh, we anticipate it being there for a while as we go forward. 
Now, Etsy, the online merchandiser you hold in your small mid-cap portfolio and your empowering women portfolio, uh, their quarter report was lower than uh, the one previous. They also, uh, again, were not as uh, encouraging for the next quarter. And their stock closed Friday about $178 a share still, but that's down from some $251 at its record high. Uh, tell us about Etsy and your thoughts about their future. Well, we like Etsy, Bob. You know, when you think about this, they're a two-sided marketplace. Uh, they collect, they connect buyers and sellers. A very interesting marketplace, and a lot of their products are handmade goods, vintage items, crafted goods. Um, anybody that hasn't been on the Etsy uh, platform, you know, I'd say check it out. It's a very interesting platform. They have over uh, 94 million products for sale now, five and uh, 5.2 million active sellers, 90 a million active buyers on there. They're the fourth largest online, uh, you know, p- platform out there as far as the sales go. And and again, you know, they really can, they do an incredible job of connecting uh, people. We we like this platform. We think long term, there's a lot of growth ahead of it. They had a tough quarter. Again, their comparisons got a little tough. They they really benefited from the pandemic. Um, the people buying masks uh, drove a lot of people to the platform, but. You know, Etsy's doing a lot of things they need to do to continue to be competitive for the long haul. It's at a little bit of an inflection point here. Uh, the stock's fallen, I think, to levels where, you know, it can be considered for, for additions to portfolios. And, you know, we'll continue to be investors in Etsy and think about it over the next three to five years. We still like the stock. Walt Sikera is our expert here on Invest Wisely with the AKW Group in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. But again, if you have any questions about, about stocks, it's now the time to call 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron. Call us toll-free, listening on WNR.com, too, at 800-669-4100. To talk to Walton, uh, ask him about those issues and those companies that you're most interested in. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, Walt, I was wondering, I've heard you over the year talk about the Empowering Women's uh, Portfolio. Uh, the Empowering Women Portfolio puts a little extra screen on the stocks and, and just looks at diversity, really. And if you think of where our world's going, companies that kind of figured out the diversity issues a few years ago are well-positioned to deal with the, the challenges that a lot of these companies are facing today. Um, you know, integrating people properly, you know, thinking more broadly, uh, serving more, you know, uh, stakeholders. I, I think those companies are going to be winners as we look forward. Yeah, it kind of made a believer of me uh, on that Pepsi Cola I've had for a long time when they had a lady from India uh, manage it, and she did a great job. And uh, then I started looking at other companies and noticing how how good some of the that Ulta Beauty you mentioned uh some of the other ones uh, done uh, pretty well, but uh, I wanted to compliment you on on your stock picks you've mentioned over the last couple of years. Some of them are so foreign to me. So a couple of them you mentioned was Yeti, and uh, that my wife wanted to buy me a thermos that was fifty eight dollars, and uh, the cooler was five hundred dollars. So that was way off uh, my uh, DNA. <laughs> that, that isn't anything I could. Absolutely, when you can buy the Stanley Steel one for <laughs> twenty bucks. <laughs> Some of the other ones you've mentioned are phenomenal. That Etsy and uh, another one you mentioned that's done phenomenal was, which I could never uh, handle, was uh, Crocs, like right. plastic shoes. You know, like I'd say, well, they look good on little kids, but to see men 
wearing those plastic shoes, I that that's beyond my power. But anyway, some of them you've mentioned, unbelievable uh, uh, on there. So anyway, whatever f- formulas you're using, uh, they, are those uh, momentum like momentum stocks? Well, they have computers that like that uh, Nvidia. There's a lot of things that are just seem crazy. Uh, that uh, the, the computers must watch the momentum, and then everybody jumps on. Is that what's the theory on that momentum business? Yeah, I think relative strength has always been something you know we pay attention to, Ken. But I, I think a lot of this goes back to my training in entrepreneurship and looking at business models, and you know just kind of seeing what people are willing to spend. I mean, you, you want to find those premium products that, you know, people are willing to pay up for it. That really was what creates that incredible growth um, early in the innovation cycle and the high growth cycle of businesses. So, um, you know, I think that's really, it's, it's a combination of financial metrics, uh, discipline, independence of thought, common sense, realistic expectations. It's kind of a combination of all those dynamics uh, coming into a, you know, a stock picking. It's, it's a little bit of science and a little bit of art. Uh, what I've been uh, going to acquire more of is PPL, PPL, Pittsburgh Power and Light. I know that's not uh, fl- uh, glitzy or flamboyant, but uh, have you ever looked at uh, the, some of the utilities like Pittsburgh Power and Light? I have, yeah. And again, in our, in our core equity portfolio, Ken, those are the kinds of stocks that we screen through and look for in there. Um We've owned, you know, electric utilities in the past. PPL, I am familiar with. I've, I've owned it at different cycles of my career. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you look for those for a different reason. Um, you, you know, the dividend play and the, the growing dividend and the stability of the company. Uh, the fact that everybody needs electricity, right? So I, I think it's a different type of stock, but it has a place in portfolios uh, at, at the right time. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Have a good week. Thanks, Ken. Thank you for calling. You know, Ken brought up uh, Yeti. Yes, again, as you he mentioned, uh, holding in your small mid-cap portfolio. Well, where are they charging for their products is apparently working, and they recorded some impressive uh, revenue gains and profits in this last report, and they have a great outlook for the rest of the year. Uh, what do you think about, again, I kind of talked about that already, but you're obviously still bullish on Yeti for the market they found for their products. We are, Bob. People are buying those $500 coolers. Um, you know, net sales were up 40, 45% for the quarter. Um, you know, that's records for them. Uh, you know, the outdoor recreation is there. Uh, when you look at what this company performs in, you know, as far as uh, coolers and as you talk tumblers, cups, you know, things of that nature and apparel and it's just to become a brand now that a lot of people aspire to. Um, it's a low price luxury item. In other words, you know, people, if you want to spoil yourself, a lot of people can't go out and buy a BMW. But if you want the best cooler, you know, coming up with $500 for the best cooler, it's kind of a way to spoil yourself. So I've always liked those companies that are, are low cost luxuries, um, you know, that allow people to, to buy really high premium items and have the best of a certain product line. And Yeti, Yeti is definitely one of those. Well, we we're talking about, about your portfolios with the caller, and we talk about them all the time. Let's review your portfolio philosophy. Uh, again, you put your clients' money in portfolios of stocks, uh, and this is how, how you recommend owning stocks. Uh, talk to us about uh, how you came up with this, why you uh, uh, like portfolios of stock, what they're limited to, and are they diversified enough? 
Yeah, Bob, I, I think, you know, we buy them in, in groups, you know, and again, it's we have three main portfolios, the core, the small mid cap, and the empowering women that we always talk about. Uh, at any time, there's 20 to 30 stocks in those portfolios. And, you know, I always tell people, they always, you know, I, I know a lot of friends and relatives and they'll say, give me a stock. And I always hate to do that. Um, you know, giving one stock is never the right way to go. If you, if you give a portfolio of stocks, you give a little bit of security and safety because, again, you're getting a little bit of diversification. Uh, you, you stay away from what I call diversification, where you get too much of too many things and you start to look like the market. So I think, you know, 20 to 30 is about the right number for us. And uh, we buy them in portfolios. We have certain strategies. We group them together, like the core equity is for the more safe, secure um, investor, the person that wants dividends, as Ken was talking about, the PPL holding. Uh, those kinds of stocks end up in the core. The small mid-cap is for the higher growth, the, the really fast-growing stocks or people that want a little bit more excitement with the portfolio. And the Empowering Women does a little bit of both, and it and it kind of looks at a different screen uh, we, around that gender diversity and diversity issue that we're talking about. So uh, for us, it's a great way to put things together conceptually. It, it also gives us discipline and process. Uh, I'm a big process guy. You know, when you do things over and over and over again and you think about things in a process, it, uh, for me, it leads to a higher probability of success. And that's, uh, that's something It's just, you know, being a, an athlete for years, you know, I know that if I go out and I shoot 100 layups a day and I start my routine that way, I'm going to become better at that. If I shoot 100 free throws after that, I'm going to become better at that. When you do it over long periods of time, you become very good at what you do. And so I, I think that's what we've been doing over 30 years now is, is you know working on a process that we truly believe in. Now, you mentioned already the most successful of your portfolios is that small mid-cap portfolio. But what about emotionally, how you feel about your portfolios? Is that the one that uh, warms your heart the most, or do you have another one of your portfolios that has that special place? Yeah, I like them all. I mean, they fit together. Um, they're all put there for a reason. I think, you know, the the excitement side is definitely that small mid-cap. But I think, you know, we, we have the most money in the core portfolio. And again, that's that's the one that sits well with most investors, you know, that are trying to make decent returns and not take excessive risk. And uh, the Empowering Women gives us a different way to bring some, you know, some some uh, portfolios to the market that a lot of other people aren't looking at. So all of them have a place, and I, I, and I don't think anyone has a, a particular favorite, in my opinion. Um, I, I like them all. As we mentioned, they are affiliated with the R.W. Baird Company, and they provide information on that in regard for estate planning, uh, Social Security analyses, uh, tax analyses, many other efforts that they can provide for you to help you with your investment and their, actually your entire investment program and your monetary program. And uh, another issue that they're going to be working on, especially this fall with their special classes, is retirement. And uh, part of that retirement is going to be uh, what the magic number is. What's your number? What is that number that uh, how much money you should have that you can feel secure in retirement? Is there a magic number? We used to, one guy used to say many years ago, if you had a million, you were set. Uh, is that the number to, to reach for? Or are there other numbers? Well, Bob, I think every number, every person's number is different. But uh, the, it's interesting. There was a study that came out. The Federal Reserve did a study of investors and. Uh, a lot of people out there feel a half a million is a number that they're shooting for. Um, but again, everybody's number is different. You have to look at the potential. You have to look at the behavioral changes you can make to see how much money you can put away. 
Uh, we know that the average net worth out there in the U.S. of families is around $122,000. Um, you know, that only goes so far. A lot of people that have that, you know, rely heavily on Social Security and uh, other retirement programs. So I, I think, you know, this is this these classes are really the opportunity to look at what you have and to look at what's possible to have. Uh, the sooner you start retirement planning, the better. Uh, you know, if you're starting it in your 50s or late 40s, I mean, that's a great time to start. A lot of people start too late in life and they just can't get enough put away uh, to give them the retirement that they really want. We we really talk about a retirement without compromise, Bob, and that's what these classes are built around. Two classes, one for the pre-retirees who are still working and one for those who are already retired. You've got dates and times, I know, for those classes now on your website. We do, yeah, akwgroup.rwbaird.com, and uh, you can also call the office here at 234-466-7476, and we'd be happy to talk to you about that. And those classes start very soon, so they're going to be in Kent and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. So call them at 234-466-7476 to find out more about these very, very good retirement classes Walt Secura is putting on. And tell them you heard him on WNR Kent Akron. About 10 seconds left, Walt. What's going to happen next week? Bob, we're going to just keep working hard, and we'll talk to you next week. Excellent. Again, Walt Secura, the AKW Coop, 234-466-7476. Give us a call. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Crocs, Inc., symbol C-R-O-X. Etsy, Inc., symbol E-T-S-Y. General Motors, symbol G-M. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol N-V-D-A. Paycom Software, Inc., symbol P-A-Y-C. PepsiCo, Inc., symbol P-E-P. PPL Corporation, symbol P-P-L. Alta Beauty, Inc., symbol U-L-T-A. And Yeti Holding, Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.